Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello there and welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life. Uh, I hope you're watching the video because I love this picture behind me. Uh, you're only seeing part of it and there's a big pile of gold all around that guy. And he's wearing gold clothes and his eyes are right there. Uh, th this was a picture that I got. And if you're not watching the video, just imagine. I got, did one of those AI art things, Dolly 2, D-A-L-L hyphen E, numeral 2. It's made by the same open AI people that do chat GPT. Anyway, I've got hundreds and hundreds of pictures that I've had it do for me. And I uh, put in here the alchemist or an alchemist or something about making gold, and it spit out a whole bunch of pictures for me. And this this particular one looked as a guy with wide eyes looking excited and creating gold. And I use that as a background today because we're talking about making money. Making money is easy. Making money is easy. And you know what? You might be vomiting in your soup right now because I'm saying that because there's so many people that have these get-rich-quick things. I just got an email this morning from somebody telling me, uh, I don't know, I'm on Facebook. It was actually not an email. It was Facebook. That's what it was. Facebook message. So-and-so wants to send you a message, right? And that goes in that other bucket when they're not your friends. So I looked in there, and it was some dude, and it looked like a couple, and they were talking about joining a cryptocurrency thing, and they're going to have me make money while I breathe and sleep and everything. I'm not talking about making money as easy that way. There are investments that you can make, and cryptocurrency right now could be. I mean, it was about 10 years ago or 11 years ago in 2010, I think. So 13, 12, 13 years ago uh, when I first, you know, Bitcoin was just invented and there were people mining Bitcoin, and it, uh, there still are today, but there's not a lot compared to then to left to be mined because there's a limit on it, I think. At least that's how I understand it. But anyway, I had thought then about, you know, buying a Bitcoin computer and mining Bitcoin, and I didn't do it. And if I had and mined, you know, 10 or 20 or 50 Bitcoin over the time, and that would not have been unrealistic at $50,000, you know, 500, I'd have two and a half million dollars. I didn't do it. I'm not talking about making money as easy in any of those fashions. I'm not talking about wizardry turning lead into gold. Although there is a piece of magic in what we're going to talk about. There is. The most often repeated, uh, now yesterday, not yesterday, but last episode, uh, I talked about what interferes with happiness. And the first part of that, and if you haven't listened to that last episode, go do that. But the first part of it was a list of all the things that I hear. And I meet lots of people every week, and I do that on purpose. Because I'm a coach and I'm trying to find people that want to be helped, that want to level up life, and that are looking, yearning, aching for someone to help them with those processes. Shortcuts, hand-holding, accountability, the kind of things that 
every person who's striving needs. You know, I think about athletes. They get coaches because they want them. They want to get to the state championship or the nationals or the Olympics. They want that. Those are the people that do the best, people that are looking to level up and looking for that help. Anyway, in that, I listed the things that most often people describe as getting in the way of happiness. And one of the big ones that I talked a little bit about in the last episode was money. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. I actually don't know what that means when someone says, I don't have enough money. So enough money to do what? Enough money to do everything I want. Okay. Uh, I don't know. There may be people who have enough money to do everything they want. But even people who have millions and even billions of dollars, you read about them failing, getting in trouble, going to jail, fraud, tax fraud, all kinds of stuff, even committing suicide. So enough money to do everything I want is a meaningless phrase. Let's just get that out of the way. Now, we need to eat. We need to have a roof. We need. It's fun to have nice things and to take some vacations and not have to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Of course it is. And so enough money may mean so I don't have to work three jobs. Okay. Enough money might mean so I don't have to never go on vacation. So I don't have to skip three years without having a weekend or a week off where I can do something. Okay, those are some concrete things. So if you want to think about having enough money, here are the ways. Because making money is easy. And we'll talk about a formula for doing it in a minute. But before we get to that, In order for the formula of making money to work and to be more simple, start with what it means. What do you want to have? I wrote a book called The Results Equation, and I would recommend you get it, not just because I want to sell another book, but because it helps with this process. There's two fundamental questions. No matter what the goal is, I want to get healthy, I want to make more money, I want to work less, I want to have more happiness, I want to improve my relationship with God or my partner or whatever it is. I want to feel better about myself. I want to get unaddicted to something, whatever it is. The two questions are this, do what by when? Do what by when? Now, more money now doesn't answer those questions. Do what has to be really specific. I want to eliminate $10,000 in credit card debt. That's specific. Okay, by when? I want to have $10,000 in credit card debt eliminated three seconds from now. Oh, there's three seconds. Didn't happen. So the, the do what by when is an absolutely critical question. And it needs to be empowering. Because if I say I want a trillion dollars in three seconds, that is not an empowering statement. I don't believe it. If I dive into it, the only emotion I have is the, uh, that'll never happen. Well, don't start there. You know, there's all this stuff about manifesting and law of attraction, and it's all true. But it has to be built. It's a muscle. 
And it depends on action. Uh, Action is in the word, the law of attraction. It includes right action, but it also includes inspiration and it includes positive beliefs and visioning and, you know, vision boarding, if you will, all kinds of tools to let you be the magnet that attracts the goal. So do what by when is a powerful and important question. The do what has to be something you believe in and something you really want because nobody ever fell up a mountain. If you see somebody up on top of the mountain enjoying the magnificent view, they didn't fall there. And now, obviously, I'm eliminating the, you know, guy that jumps out of the helicopter and lands. But we don't fall up a mountain. If you're at the base of a mountain, money-wise, and you want to be on top, and you define the top is, I want $10,000 of credit card eliminated. I want to own a a 5,000-square-foot home free and clear. And in my area or the area I want to live, that costs $1.5 million. Okay, those are different ways of setting a money goal. But it has to be something you really want. Because if you say, I want to be on top of Mount Everest, then you better be prepared to climb. You're not going to fall there. You're going to have to walk and climb. And if it's a difficult mountain, like some mountains have, you know, trails and they're switchbacks and, you know, they take a few hours, but you can walk there. Other climbs take technical equipment, hooks and pinions and gear that I don't even know the name of, right? Carabiners and things that... You know, you hook into things so you can do the technical climbs. So how steep you can have the money, there's no question. There is an infinite amount of money. There is more than enough to have all you want. If what you're saying is, I want a ton of money, and I don't want to have to do anything for it, then this is the wrong show for you, because I'm not going to tell you how to do that. You see people that win the lottery or get large inheritances, and not all the time, but often within five years or even three years, they're broke, worse off, ripped off, etc., etc. And the reason is not complicated. Obviously, if they get a bunch of money, they're targets. But if I haven't earned the money, I don't even know what to do with it process-wise. I haven't gone through the discipline of creating that wealth. So making money is easy. Or it is simple and easy if you're willing to do the step. So maybe I should say it's simple and rigorous. I had a client, have a client still, I've had him for many years. One of the thing, businesses he owns is a gym uh, where people come to work out seriously, like, you know, the big body oiled competition type people, not just the run on the machines people, even though they have those kind of things too. But this gym particularly spe- specializes in competition lifting and i was talking to my client the owner about the characteristics of the people who come and engage in that kind of preparation and we thought about it for a while and the phrase that we came up with was the term rigorous simplicity all of the things they do are simple the form is known the way you stand how many reps how you push it when you add weight those things are known or pretty well known and there's you know, advances around the boundary. It's simple, but it is rigorous. So making money is available to you. 
If you're really willing to do the work, then you can have all you want. All right. So with that out of the way, let's get to some real principles about creating money. Do you shop? Of course you do. Do you buy, do you differentiate about the brand of milk that you buy or the brand of clothing or the shoes or the car? Some people, you know, they want to own a BMW and they pay more for that than a Kia. Okay. That is a choice because there's a perceived value there. I've owned both high-end and low-end cars. I made choices about the money because I perceived value in the name or the logo or the craftsmanship or whatever. I do that with studio gear. I buy a microphone based on reputation and reviews, and the microphones that I own are very high-end because I like the way they sound. But you have to pay for those things. Here's rule number one. Money follows value. That's as simple as it is. Money follows value. If I want to create money, I have to find a way to provide something valuable, and I have to find someone who needs that. So if I grow a certain vegetable in my yard, I need to, I grow it. I do the work that it takes to grow it. And after I do that, I find someone who wants that vegetable. Money exchange. Money follows value. It's obvious with that. I have a client who's an artist. People pay him to make paintings. Money follows value. I run classes in how to read 10 times faster than you read, how to have endless energy, uh, how to write a book, uh, how to make changes in your life. That's the core of the coaching, how to change who you're being so you can have whatever you want. Those things are valuable to the right people, so they pay money. Money follows value. So that's principle number one. It will never change. Money follows value. People will exchange the money they have for something you have if they perceive it as valuable. So if you want to create money and follow this principle, if it's very simple and easy if you're willing to do the work, is this. You have to identify the thing that is valuable that you have. And, you know, there are, there are an infinite number of ways to do that, and they're growing all the time. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, you, the Internet didn't exist. So if I was going to make, uh, we, my wife and I went to a craft fair a couple of years ago, and there was a guy there who built, you know, create some kind of custom jewelry. It was kind of Celtic and, you know, had a particular look and feel to it. It was nice, and we bought a couple things. 30 years ago, the only place you could take that kind of craftsmanship was your local flea market, uh, antique market vendors. Uh, you could go try to shop it in stores, and your radius would be limited to whatever it is you felt like you could do for travel. You might do a pop-up store in a mall if you wanted to you know, go that route. That was what you could do. You put advertisements in newspaper magazines. Today, with the Internet, you can sell it all over the world. I buy stuff from all over the world. Amazon has made Bezos a zillionaire, and it's also made availability of anything and invent, invented practically this whole online delivery thing. Now, eBay was around before that. But that was used to be the online flea market, and now it's transitioned to somewhere in between. But point is, the Internet has made you able to put your thing of value available anywhere. When the Ukraine war started last year, my wife bought a bunch of patterns and other you know, things from 
Ukrainian vendors that she knew she wouldn't get just to support the war effort, to give them some money. Now, there was two things going on there. One, some desire to help and give some money. Two, we wouldn't have known anything about that if there hadn't been this whole online thing. We bought, we booked some rooms, Airbnb, and cities we'll never go to, or at least not for many years. Why? Because we wanted to do good, but also the Internet allowed us, allowed them to put their wares all around the world. So there is more opportunity today, right this minute, for you to sell your thing anywhere in the world. It's easier and faster than it's ever been right now. So that is good news. That moves it to that easy direction. But you have to figure out what you want to sell. Now, I have a client that works with people 50 and over to help them learn to freelance, right? And they've many of them have been involved in corporate careers for 20, 30, 40 years. Many are retired or getting ready to retire. Baby boomers are, you know, aging out now and aging out of the workforce and don't want to become obsolete, sit around and do nothing. So they're figuring out, what am I going to do, right? And so he helps them learn to freelance, take the valuable skills, not just the job title they had, but the skills they had and put it online. Upwork and Fiverr and Fiverr Pro. There, You know, there's 150, 150, I think, at last count, freelance platforms. Now, some are very specialized, but there are many just huge platforms. Freelancer.com, Upwork, it used to be. Elance and it was Odesk and they merged and stuff. If you looked up freelancing sites, there's a whole pile of them. Now, many of them are filled with people who work from overseas, Eastern Europe and India and Pakistan and the Philippines and so forth. And so they tend to work for less. Wages are lower. But there are many jobs that are $30, $40, $50, $60, $80. An hour I saw a lady that does presentations and her minimum charges $2,000. And she had a whole bunch of completed jobs and happy customers. So there's an entire world of freelancing opportunities that you can use. And if you don't know how to do that, then there would be the thing to learn to do. If you don't know how to get online, there's a thing that you can learn how to do. My wife wants to learn to do silversmithing. She's already made jewelry, and her dad taught her to do some things. She's going to take a silversmithing class. Why? So she can create some jewelry to sell where online to do what? Both satisfy her itch to create and to make some money. So identifying your thing is the, fir- is the first thing to do, okay? You know that money follows value. You spend it that way. Everybody does. Here is some help identifying the thing or things that you could sell or provide. Do you want to do a physical thing? What are the skills that you have right now? Maybe you're a great gardener. Maybe you teach music lessons. Maybe you teach ballet. Maybe you teach uh, kids different things. Maybe you work with people. I I know a lady right now has several courses for uh, people that are in a relationship or one of the other partners on the spectrum. The autism spectrum somewhere talks about how to create better communication and work in that situation. That audience is huge. The number of people that are somewhere on the spectrum is huge. So there's something she knows how to do. So look at the skills that you have to offer. Okay? That's the first thing. Now, those skills, 
or the thing you could offer comes from three places. Think of it as like a DNA strand, only with three things instead of two. The first thing is the skills you've already been selling in the marketplace. Maybe you're an accountant, maybe you're a dentist, maybe whatever. Now, I, there was a dentist that I know that was working with my client that does the freelancing thing, and he said, look, I'm a dentist. I can't drill and fill online. <clears throat> no, but you know a lot about oral health. You know a lot about being a second opinion or giving ideas about what to do in certain dental situations. There's all kinds of advice and help you could offer that isn't just the drill and fill. Oh, wow, opened his mind to a whole number of possibilities. So one place is the existing things you already know how to do, not your job title, but all the things that accompanied that. Maybe you've had four or five careers. Today, it is uh, at least seven career changes. People that are entering the workforces now will have at least seven career changes, not job changes, career changes in their life. And that number's going up. Seven was a few years ago, so it might even be a bigger number. That's complete career changes. I resonate with that. I'm on a recording studio. I worked in an electric utility. I was an electricity market designer. I was an executive. I, was a, I am a coach. I'm an author. I'm a musician and create stuff in the studio. I'm a piano teacher. I've directed all kinds of community plays. So, and there's several others. So there's all kinds of things you know how to do. So that's one place to look. Another place to look is your, exist, your natural gifts. Okay, some people have gifts. Every time I spend much time uh, talking to my wife, who's my business partner and my beloved angel, I learn about gifts that she has. I'm not talking about things she studied in school. There's plenty of those for you, her, me, all of us. But just gifts she has. She knows how to do stuff. Yesterday was a perfect example. We're getting ready to go on a trip next week. She uh, found and identified $1,300 worth of airline credits that we had. And she went through the maze of things, including spending some time on the phone with different airlines to get them all used, to get us all the maximum credit we could for using that. I never would have had the patience. Her tenacity and her ability to walk through those maze of processes, even though she commented at one point, seems like they make it hard, that got us $1,300 and it took her about an hour and a half. Wow, that's a pretty good uh, pretty good hourly rate, right? All right, so your natural gift. Maybe you listen better than others. Maybe you read between the lines. Maybe you're a good abstract thinker. Maybe you synthesize well. Maybe you're one of those people that just knows what to do or say in a given situation. Maybe you're very empathetic. Maybe people love to come and talk to you because they feel like they've been heard. There are, and That's just a tiny fraction of the number of natural gifts in just people that I know. Maybe you're super encouraging, and every time somebody comes around you, they just feel like they can take on the world. That's a super powerful gift for a coach, because coaching is really a people encouragement business. Whether you're coaching a stage actor, whether you're coaching a musician, or you're coaching a business owner, it's a lot about encouragement, about helping people see things they couldn't otherwise see. One of the things I call coaching is blind spot protection service. The third thing that you can use to look for what you can how you can provide value, your thing to sell, is your life experience. I talked to a woman a few months ago who'd gone through a very interesting and difficult circumstance. She and her husband had a nice, you know, very good, successful marriage uh, with no particular, 
you know, outward huge barriers and struggles, yet they had two sons who both went through extraordinary levels of addiction problems, including hospitals and, you know, life-threatening situations and stuff. And so that life experience allows her today to be a support and to help for parents going through similar things where one of their kids is struggling with either substances or some other thing that just doesn't make sense, but they're ruining their lives. And so she does that now. That would have never happened. She didn't go to college for that. Some combination of her natural patience, the love that she had, and that experience. So she now has a gift, an offering in the marketplace. I can promise you, I can promise you like the sun's going to come up tomorrow, that you have a powerful, unique thing that you're capable of that you could use to offer in the marketplace. So that's how you identify your thing. And if you want more help, reach out because I can help you do that. That's what I do. Talk to people and help them find the powerful exact thing they love to do that can make money, etc. Now, the third and last piece is then you have to do the process. Okay, if I go and plant a garden and I don't weed it and harvest it and then pick up the fruit or the vegetables and take it to market, I'm never going to get any money for it. So even after you identify the thing that you have that people will pay for, you know, from your existing skill, from your natural gifts, and from your life experience, they're not going to pay you for it if they can't find it. They're not going to hire you if they don't know. They're not going to come knocking on the door saying, you know, I was just wondering if you could help me with this thing. Maybe for a cup of sugar, you know, not for anything significant. So this is, I call this play the game, but it isn't a game. It's go through the process of turning your thing after you've decided what it is into some kind of a service or product. Now, that is the easiest part, okay, because there are thousands. I do this and many others that I know. If you want my help, reach out. That help people not only identify what the product or services they have, but what it could look like. Is it a book? Is it a talk? Is it a course? Is it some videos? Is it a learning site? Is it some how-to stuff? There are hundreds of millions, billions of YouTube subscriptions to channels about how to do different things. Anything in the world you can practically find on YouTube. You know what? People pay money. There are YouTube subscriptions. There are advertisers that pour money all over these YouTubers. In about two months, I'm going to go to... Texas and MC at a conference that's all about YouTube. And I know personally some YouTubers that are making $200,000 a month, not from subscriptions, but from advertisers who pay to get in front of the audiences they've built doing the things they love to do. So don't, the, the process of learning how to turn what you have into a product, that is not difficult. It is clear, it is, that is a well-worn path. There's 10 or 20 ways to do it, but there are 10 or 20 known, clear, outlined ways to turn it into a product, to turn it into a service, to turn it into a coaching program, to turn it into a video series, to get it on Udemy or Teachable or one of the other platforms. So there is no reason you can't identify what you have to sell and then get it in the marketplace. That is one of the things that I do. And in fact, my goal this year, as you know, is to help 50 million people to discover 
that unique gift. Discover the thing they have. It's a combination of their skills, gifts, and experience. So they can offer it in the world and not only make money, but have fun doing it. Because it's the thing that they really love doing. Wouldn't you like to get up every day and go do what you love? I do. I get to do that. I didn't used to. In the last episode, I talked about that transition. I don't need anything now. I'm happy. I'm doing exactly what I want. You can have that. What I've outlined today is how to do that. What's up to you is are you going to take some action? Because I ain't promise you nothing's going to happen. You're not going to get any muscle until you go lift the weights. You're not going to change who you're being. Discouraged, confused, maybe a bit in procrastination, maybe a bit in, well, someday, I don't know how, hiding behind that confusion. Nonsense. Nonsense. Start. Fail. Get some help. Get a coach. Try. There's YouTube videos and or coaches, product creators, and everything out there by the zillions. If you're not doing it, it's because you don't want it. So when you say, I want more money, if what you mean is I want it to show up without any effort, then you're in the wrong place. If what you mean is, I want to make money doing what I love, you're in the right place. And I want to hear from you because I can help you do that. I want to make a difference in the world. I can help you do that. I want to make a difference in the world, and I want to make money at the same time. Ooh, that is the magic bullet combination, and guess what? It is available to you right here, right now. If you're not doing it, that's a choice. You're allowed to make that choice. Don't worry. It's all in your wheelhouse. But you can't blame anybody else. Your future is in your hand. Your happiness is in your hand. Your ability to make money is in your hand. It is all a well-known process and can be demystified. I got all kinds of help. I didn't do what I do alone at all. You don't have to either. But you can create the life you want, the purpose you want, the passion you want, the money you need and everything else that's available to you. Make no mistake. And if you don't have it, it's because you choose to stay where you are. That's no fun. My greatest encouragement and love is for you to hear this message, make a determination to start, reach out to me if I can help. www.ultimatelifechallenge.com is a place where we can start that if you want to, or you can reach out to me directly, but don't procrastinate. That is the slow death of dreams. I know that if you decide to, you can start right now and do all that I have described to help you create your ultimate life.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.